Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. The teaching is entitled, which is the second part, He is after your worship. And the text is Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. So I went through part 1 to 4 of the scripture to describe last week's teaching. Also, I include Revelation 12, verse 9, to give a description of what the great dragon is and to show children of God what Jesus was confronted with in the wilderness in Revelation 12 verse 9. The Bible let us know the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of all called the devil and Satan who deceived the whole world. He was cast out onto the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I shared last week that the old serpent is the main culprit of the cause of sin and disorder, havoc and chaos, destruction, disorder, mayhem, sickness and diseases, viruses, killings, murderers, witchcraft and their activities of wickedness, on planet earth he is the one that is after your worship and my worship he is the one that is teaching that i am teaching about and so this teaching is to raise your awareness and ask that you take action so what is your worship and i'm going to repeat as i um told you that last week but I'm going to repeat again that your worship and my worship is the time that you and I spent with Papa God the devil rather for us to spend it with him rather than Papa God the devil is after our obedience to God what is our obedience our obedience is basically a pledge that we made we we made with God a duty and submission that we pledge that we, we will keep with Papa God. So he's after that as well. He's after our commitment. He's after our prior life. He's jealous. He's, he's jealous of... Um, he's, he, he, he jealous our decision to take responsibility to choose Jesus as our personal Saviour and Lord, and to put God first before everything or anything we do. He jealous the vow that you and I take to serve Papa God for the rest of our lives. He is jealous of our faithfulness. He is jealous of our commitment to be the best version of you and I under Papa God. He is jealous of our reverence and the time we spent and preserve with God. So he took matters a bit further and the Bible let us know. Matthew chapter 4 and I read from the NIV New International Version. So the devil took Jesus to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the son of God, he said, 
throw yourself down? Well, firstly, this is the worst thing the devil could ever ask or have said to Jesus. This is the worst line he could use if he attempt to throw Jesus under the bus. Why? Because the holy city is where it all happens. The holy city would be very significant in the life and ministry of Jesus. Israel sees the holy city as its capital and seat of power. Nazareth is where Jesus was born and bred. Jesus shared the last supper with his disciples in the holy city. Golgotha or Calvary was the place or the holy city where Jesus was to be crucified and buried. The garden tomb is the place located in the holy city where Jesus was to be buried. So that is the wrong place for him to ask Jesus to bow down and worship him. And it gets more interesting. Verse 5, the Bible said, The devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. First of all, this is a lie, children of God, from the pit of hell. And we need to be careful of his lies because in, just in case we don't read. That is why he trips us up because we don't read. The word is not in us. So that's why he trips us up and he knows. So he, he stated that um, he's telling Jesus he will, com he will command his angels concerning you. That is God. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. That is a lie. Um, and this is where Satan got it all wrong again. This quote is, was not pertinent, relevant, and proper to anything to do with Jesus, children of God. This quote is a promise to children of God who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God. And this is obtainable in Psalm 91. Psalm 91. Amen. And I read from the New International Version so you can see where I'm coming from. He said, whoever dwells in the seek in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the foulest sneer and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling place, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels 
concerning you, to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So why did I read this to you, children of God? I read it to show you and to confirm the two things, that Satan is a liar and Satan lies and, 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 and on the scripture and Satan lies and his use of scripture to suit himself. This quote is not pertinent to Jesus. It's not relevant. It's not proper to Jesus at all. So why would he take this quote to Jesus? This quote is given as a promise to children of God who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God. He said, if you say the Lord is my refuge, verse 9, and you make the Most High God your dwelling, no harm will come will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Praise the Lord. So this was a promise given by Papa God to his children. Satan has the ability to twist things to make it look real children of God. So you have to be very, very assertive and alert to his voices. And the Bible let us know in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 14, and no wonder, for even Satan masquerades as an angel of light. No wonder Satan, their master, can disguise himself as an angel of light. So in other words, he can make, Satan can make things look like it is God speaking and it's not God. He can make it look like it is God making promises and it is not God. This is where you and I need to be extremely careful for he can make presentation to look real, but he's not real. He can present himself in dreams and have you to believe, oh, it's my relatives, it's my mom, it's my dad, oh, I dreamt them last night when it's not even them, you know. He can, he can, he can, he can, he can do all of that, you know. To, 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 he can present himself in dreams and have you to believe all sorts of things. Uh, so be extra vigilant. He can present himself as prophecies saying, God says, when it is a bunch of lies, you have to be very careful of these prophecies, these prophecies, these prophets who are saying, God says, they will destroy your ministry, children of God. They will destroy your life, destroy your career. They will destroy your marriage. And this can set you back and make you, take you a long time to recover. So be careful. This can destroy your family, your ministry. It will cause sickness and hurt and pain. This can set you back. Why? Because Satan presents himself as angel of light. He even quotes scriptures as we have just read. But you will know, you, you, you will know he cannot trip you up if you have the light of God in you. It, it might take you a little while to work things out, but you will spot the lies and work it out. Verse 7, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So when he comes with his lies and you're not even sure, just tell him that what Jesus said. Do not put the Lord your God 
to the test and you go back to Papa God and ask Papa God. And he will tell you. He will tell you. I'm going to close off with this. But before I cl close, I want to show you something in Matthew chapter 3. Um, and I'm going to read from verse 13 to 16 of the NIV. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descended like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. So this request for baptism did not happen because Jesus was a sinner. When Jesus went to John to be baptized, Jesus didn't go to John because he was a sinner and I need to be baptized. No. Jesus gave the reason why he, gave, he went to John in verse 15. Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. John agreed. Between the two of them, they were sent for a purpose. Yes, in other words, this baptism is for the demonstration of the power of God coming in form of himself, the Son of Man, in the format of his Son, to fulfill all righteousness. I repeat that again. The baptism of Jesus in River Jordan, this baptism is for the demonstration of the power of God coming in form of himself in the format of his Son to fulfill all righteousness. This was the purpose of the baptism of Jesus in the River Jordan. He said as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water at that moment, heaven was opened and saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. I like that. So this is the whole, the power of God. Yes, alighting upon his Son. Coming in, this is God coming in the form of his Son. And the, and the Bible said, verse 17, And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love with him. I'm well pleased. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this demonstration was God coming in form of himself and into his son to fulfill all righteousness. Why did I slip this in? To expose the lies of the devil. There is no need and was no need for Jesus to ask angel for help. He was endowed with the power of God coming in the form of his father and himself to fulfill all righteousness. So children of God, I'm going to stop here today and finalize the teaching in verse 8 next week. And I'm going to pray, Father God, we thank you so much once again for the ministry of the precious word of God. 
No wonder the Bible said the word is a lamp unto my path and a light unto my way. No wonder the Bible said without knowledge people will perish. Pray, Father God, let the word continue to be dispatched, dispensed upon your children. The Bible let us know in Psalm 91, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let this be the portion of all children of God who wish to worship and serve you in spirit and in truth. And even the ones who listen to this podcast week by week, day by day, let it be their portions. The one who dispatch it to propagate the gospel. The ones who put it on in their house so that the anointing and the word can go forth. The one who the ones who goes to bed in it in their ear with the word coming in, in them. Let this be their portion, Father God. Let no evil befall them. Let no plague come nigh their dwelling. Give them the ability to spot the angel of light and to declare, Get thee behind me, Satan. And it is written when he comes to trick them or ask them to worship him and to throw themselves down. Let the glory and praise come to you, Papa God. Let them testify of your goodness and of your mercy and of your love. Save them. Save us. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Sander checking out. Until next week. God bless you.